Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio Advocacy and Gospel News for the Persecuted Church. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. Warren Radio Advocacy Broadcast for the Persecuted Church is a fast-moving gospel news program. All correspondence and inquiries of the WIBR Warren Radio Network can be sent to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. Today is Wednesday, the 15th day of April, 2020. And the reading in the word this week is Leviticus chapter 9, starting at verse 1 through chapter 11, verse 47. 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 1 through chapter 7, verse 17. And the New Testament portion is Acts chapter 10, starting at verse 9 through 22, and also 4 and 35. Be sure to follow the WIBR Warren Radio on Twitter by going to hashtag WatchmanIS216 and hashtag Warren Radio. On LinkedIn, you can find us by hashtag Watchman, and you can join us on USA.life and MeWe. Look for hashtag Warren Radio. You can listen to our shows on warren-usa.com or danaglennsmith.com and the Warren Radio Network is also available through the following carriers Blueberry, iHeartRadio iTunes Player Apple Podcasts Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn Google Play Music Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio Podcast Addict, CastBox Deezer Google Podcasts Anchor, and Podchaser. Be sure to take time to read the pertinent articles by the Watchmen. They're very important. They're inspired, and they apply to these day and age we're living in. And this week we feature Enduring Hope, No Continuing City. Enduring Hope, we have no continuing city here. We are to seek one to come. It is the city of God where righteousness dwells. Yet living in America, it is true that many who live here have a hope in this nation. Also, body of Christ presses toward the prize. Born-again believer presses ahead. That is, to pursue, to to follow. This is a pursuit where you are in a race to reach the end prize or mark which is the high calling found in Christ Jesus. And you can go to warn-usa.com or Dana Glenn Smith to read the articles and be sure to pass them along to your friends and relatives. And we thank you for doing that. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at 
warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing great. I'm glad we can be here tonight. Yep. You know, there's that saying, and some people are like that. It's good to be anywhere, especially at our age. But we're (laughs) finding that it's dangerous out there to live no matter what age you're in, especially with the persecuted church. And uh, many of those that are persecuted by the grace of God, do they survive? But if you look at it, all people survive by the grace of God as they walk, however they walk. You know, God provides for the planet and the people on it, even if they're wicked. And he gives them so many days to live and live as they please. And so uh, that's the testing ground. Up front tonight, we're in Iran. It's interesting as you watch Iran and all the things that they're facing there. I did get some news out today that they did uh, release some Christians out of Iran. And they're not going to. Yeah. and, And we'll cover that next week. Uh, and give you more details on that. But meanwhile, we have one here that has been released. Amin Kaki, if that's how you say it, has been notified by prison authorities. He's released from serving as 14th uh, long, uh, month-long uh, prison sentence. It had began this last July, and now he's going to be released well, that's um, good. But uh, he had been furloughed last month because of the COVID-19, but told to report back. But uh, they notified him that it's going to, uh, <clears throat> he's released from serving that. So that's good news. Don't have to yeah. go back. And he can get his bail returned. You know, so I, I, yeah. And so far, he's the second Iranian Christian to have received the news in recent days. And uh, he, they had furloughed several Christians because of the COVID-19. But uh, those that had prison sentences five years or longer um, um, were not released. And uh, that's usually the common... Uh, sentence for Christian leaders is five years, apparently. Hmm. So, uh, you know, it's bad. it's one of those things, you know, in Iran, they have a lot of problems, but it, they are releasing some of their prisoners. <clears throat> and uh, we, we continue to get news from Iran, you know, from the ministries that are tracking it uh for instance uh, the news that we're covering tonight comes from persecution.org 
And uh, <clears throat> there's, excuse me, there's quite a few different organizations that we do uh, get some uh, news from. And uh, we also have some contact ourselves with a number of these. Uh, so at any rate, uh, another one comes out of Sudan. Of course, Sudan has been in upheaval for many, many years. And, uh, you know, Sudan coming into my uh, preview of concern and prayer and things um, dates back more than two decades when early one morning uh, the Lord spoke to me about Sudan. And so it's good to see. Now, see, Bashir who was a former president, was overthrown. And I remember watching the protests as they developed a lot of women who were actually involved in that. And uh, a lot of a lot of individuals were killed by security forces who had been instructed to stop. But in spite of that, you know, they continued to have, have – uh, you know the protests, and eventually he resigned, and they're they have an interim government. But uh, you know uh, the new transitional government that they had there uh, told the, the various leaders of all the protests, the various people, uh, that they would hold the leaders of the government responsible for the atrocities. And uh, so a year has passed, and uh, the families are waiting to see if those who were killed in their families are going to find any justice. Oh, I um, hope they do. Well, the problem that they have is uh, many of the military leaders who did this are still in power in the military. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of hard to tell the people running the government that you're a criminal. So, uh, you know, <laughs> while we're glad to, glad to see that uh, the Sudan is, uh, and they've guaranteed some promises, too, to the Christians and, and the others there, that there would be a change. Now, let's hope they continue with it. Uh, but I, I don't know exactly how they're going to, uh, uh, you know, be able to move forward. I mean, this is a sticky wicked. Uh, Sudan has been so volatile and it's been so dangerous and many people have gotten killed. There's a lot that were sold into various kinds of slavery there. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, anybody that worked there was, you know, could get killed in a second. And uh, many of the tribes that are there, you know, they, they can't fight back. So it it is indeed uh, one of those situations that uh, we're following, and uh, you know we we would like to see Sudan uh, bring some peace for the the people that live there, because uh, you know it's just unconscionable what some of these people are going through and continue to go through. Uh, and in my latest article that I wrote, I, I do talk about some of these uh, particular nations that uh, have this kind of persecution. 
And so it, it is important for you to keep up on this. Now, up front, uh, we're going to be talking about the Nigerian Fulani. Um, and, you know, Tower, whenever I thought of Africa a long time ago, I remembered all the old movies that would have people on safaris. Yeah. You know, John Wayne made a movie out there. A lot of the big stars did, and they're all in Africa running around, you know. Yep, I remember. I remember seeing but, one of uh, Livingston. Was that his name? Stanley Livingston, yeah. the missionary? Yeah. Yeah. And so when you get right down to it, these are more than movies. These are people that are living in the Africa that most of us grew up watching in movies because it's the only way we could see it. And uh, Solidarity, Christian Solidarity International had warned of uh, a genocide that uh, was impending in Nigeria. And it's not hard to figure. We have been reporting on the Fulani and before the Fulani, we were uh, talking about Boko Haram. And so before the Fulani really got really, really in the news, it was said that um, uh, Boko Haram had got a hold of the Fulani and taught them and given them guns and armed them and told them they needed to uh, take care of the Christians and get them going. But at any rate, no matter who got the Fulani going, the Fulani uh, are doing it. Now, Buhari is the one that's the president of uh, Nigeria now, and he is a Fulani. And he's been unable or unwilling to stop his own people from killing Christians. And so the the genocide is the fact that the Flani continue to kill Christians. Boko Haram continue to kill them. Now, today i seen an article, and they were shooting at people from the side of the road as they went by in buses and cars and oh, bikes and stuff. God. Oh, and yeah, I mean, you're just on a bike going somewhere and they shoot to kill, you know, and this is the kind of atmosphere it is. And then you have an ISIS group that popped up in one corner of the country. Uh, so, uh, you know, Christian Solidarity picked up the point about the Muslim Fulani uh, herdsmen, and they're basically herdsmen. And, of course, there's been some laws and some problems. The Fulani used to be able to run their herds around and feed all their animals, but now what they're doing is taking land from Christian farmers, killing them, uh, running them out, and taking the land, and nobody stopped them. And uh, last week, uh, and this was uh, the early part of March, uh, there's been more than 60 Christians killed, and, uh, and of course, every week you have a lot that is going on here. And uh, so, you know, the report came out saying that the extremist month, uh, groups in Nigeria in the first three months of the year, uh, the Flani herdsmen, uh, April 1st, killed seven Christians in one uh, village. Uh, and most of those were elderly Christians who couldn't or uh, were unable to escape. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they're all in there anywhere from late 60s all the way to 
90 years old for crying out mm-hmm. loud. That's horrible. You know, um, and then another nearby village was attacked. 15 houses were burned. And this is par for the course in Nigeria. And, of course, many, many different organizations have been calling upon uh, Nigeria to do something about it, but nothing is ever done. Uh, now, I know that Nigeria, I believe they were one of the ones that had been gathered, that had joined with a number of other um, uh, African uh, army uh, groups to try to get rid of uh, Boko Haram and others. And, uh, and this includes Chad, among others. And, uh, you know, it it just, these people can hide out in some of these locations. And, uh, you know, once they, once they disappear, it's just like, uh, the young lady is still missing, um, Aaliyah Sherabu from Nigeria. She was taken, what was that, two years ago, Tower? At least. Yeah, I think it's two years ago in February, I believe. And they know the area pretty much where these people hang out, but nobody's been able to go in and get them. And we know the government's talked with them, but uh, it just... Yeah, at one time there was negotiations going on to get her released. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the bottom line of it is, is that, you know, Nigeria at one time had a lot of oil money. But uh, things have changed, especially with America able to... Uh, produce oil, and a lot of other things. And, uh, of course, there were radical groups that uh, got mad that all the money was going out of Nigeria. So I don't know. You know, eventually, of course, the oil collapsed for them, as it did for Venezuela so long ago. And, uh, of course, it caused a lot of trouble because that's that's your main income. And... uh, so right now, I'm not sure, you know, we've reported, I mean, this has been a long, long time ago. We were reporting when the news came out, they were talking about uh, how the Boko Haram was actually more armed, better armed than uh, the Nigerian army was. And now you have not just Boko Haram, you have the Fulani and you have an ISIS group. So, uh, you know, I mean, this this doesn't look good for um Nigeria, and we want to see these uh, these people um, safe. Set, you know, yeah, we, set free from this stuff. This is horrible. And Some we want to see how they're treated. I don't. Yeah, it is, and you know, the Fulani need to stop doing it, but they're not going to. Uh, Boko Haram isn't going to do it. These people in in the Muslim teachings have. Uh, you know, they they have a right to wage war. And the other problem you have is in Africa, it has always been tribal. It's always been tribe right. versus tribe and a lot of fighting. And you find this same thing <coughs> in a lot of the original people groups down in South America and even in the South Pacific. There was a lot of a lot of fighting between tribes. And so this is kind of uh, the way things are, you know, in history. You know, that's that's what they did. Even in America, many of the tribes that were here fought each other, took each other's land, stole each other's horses, killed each other, made war. And then they blamed the white man for coming in and doing 
what he did. Well, the bottom line of it is they were killing each other, uh, you know, before the white man ever got here. Now, yeah. there were some some of the native tribes that weren't quite like that, that actually formed together even in some form of democracy on the East Coast and uh, a number of others. But uh, that's all, nothing you can do about that now. But uh, at any rate, we have a couple of things on COVID-19. And, of course, these numbers change all the time. But, uh, of course, many people are saying, uh, as New York goes, so goes the country. That's what people are saying today. Huh. A long time ago, they were saying, as California goes, so goes the country. <laughs> well, I got news for California and New York. If you're going to think that that uh, our neck of the woods and the western states are going to follow what a bunch of liberal New Yorkers are going to do, you're nuts. Uh, we have totally different different uh, ideas and morals and, and outlooks well. on stuff. And there's just no way we're going to do it. But the thing of it is, New York... You know, I mean, it, it is so huge, New York itself. You know, I mean, uh, they say right now more than 60,000 infections. I don't know how accurate that is, but that that was uh, something that uh, uh, CBN News had put out there as far as what they had. But uh, the, these numbers go up all the time. Now, the recent news was is that a lot of this stuff was starting to die down. They weren't seeing... Uh, as much, and uh, you know, they had more than enough hospital beds and things like that. Uh, and according to uh, the the releases in the afternoons that Trump and his team do does, and I do listen to those uh, many times, and uh, they were downplaying. Uh, you know, New York is is, is not uh, you know totally free, but uh, uh, Cuomo himself has been saying that that. It looks to me like it's pretty much over or out of the woods. Well, I um, hope so. so. Yeah. So at any rate, uh, um, they have a lot of different guidelines and a lot of things, even in our neck of the woods. Um, I read an article uh, about our neck of the woods and how some of our people want to make sure everybody has a, has a, face, a face cover, you know. And uh, going from there, and they said in some stores, almost none of the employees uh, have face covers around here. I was telling Tower that we were in a store the other night, a couple of them, and that's the way it was. But we do know of one store, and pretty much everybody wears it. Yeah, Um, the employees are required to. Yeah, but at any rate... You know, uh, wearing a face mask and stuff like that is, is a big pain. But mm-hmm. as this this one health dude said, we're trying to keep you alive. Um, but you know, there's been a lot of stuff that come out about that. In there's, you know, uh, uh, some what was he? A health specialist in Israel said that I think that's who he, he made the news, and he said that. Uh, from start to finish, you know, this, uh, you know, COVID, uh, if you look at where it hits, it lasts 70 days and then it dies down. Huh. Uh, and that's, you know, 70 days. So you just count 70 days and it's going to die down. Um, 
And so we're seeing around the globe that had real hot spots have died down. And I haven't heard of any new hot spots. Um, and with Cuomo talking about it dying down. But see, New York is so huge. Good grief. Oh, you know, and and they're not out of the woods. I mean, they're dying down, and it looks good. But uh, you got to keep plugging on in this. So at any rate, uh, everybody has their eye, and uh, the biggest thing that uh, CBN was talking about was the fact of a lot of the Christian witness and how they're coming together, and uh, they're praying online together. Um, and, uh, that's encouraging for those that can't get out or home, you know, homebound. And so that's good. And, uh, they have a story of St. George's Episcopal Episcopal church and Gramercy. They ring their bell four times a day to songs that offer peace during the pandemic. And so, um, well, that's something to look forward to. And so um, there's people that say that this is a reset in New York City, and it brings us back to Jesus. Even in the tragedy, God is calling us to triumph. And, uh, you know, there's one thing about it. Uh, whenever you think you're, you know, got everything handled, just wait till you're on your deathbed. You know, yeah. God, God can get your attention. Because the bottom line of it is you ain't going to take all that bank account with you. You're not going to take your fancy car and fancy clothes with you. And you're not going to take all your, you know, stuff that you have. So, you know, it is it is a reset for much of the world. Uh, when you look at this pandemic as global as it is. Um, and, of course... Uh, the thing that I found interesting, too, and this is uh, COVID and SARS, uh, they call it a COVID-2 cure. And, really? uh Yeah, they come, this comes from uh, Regen Health Solutions. And, of course, it came by way of Israel because Pluristem is an Israeli regenerative medicine company associated with Restore Community, and said several of the seven COVID-19 patients treated with it. Now, um, listen to this. Allogenic placental expanded cells have progressed from suffering severe symptoms to disease to the signs of clinical recovery. Now, when they say placental, now, I'm not sure if that's the placental after the baby is born or what they're talking about or if they, you know, how they extracted it. What they're trying to do is find regenerative medicine um, that are, in fact, a therapy. And I find this interesting. I'm not interested in using aborted fetuses or anything or using pork or you know, I, and I've seen some serums made with pig in it. But, uh, you know, there is something when you talk about regenerative medicine, 
because today Tower and I both know of a lot of doctors now that getting the functional medicine that actually can take something that is established. And this can go from any kind of an anti-immune uh, problem to cancer uh, to uh, Alzheimer's or any of the brain diseases, and they can turn it around through various plant-based therapies and what you eat and what you don't eat. So it's interesting to note, and, and I think that's entirely possible, that there is some kind of regenerative um, uh, plant-based solution out there that can actually turn this around or somewhere where you can get some cells that are able to do that without using stuff that is so. Um, now, region health solutions, when they're talking about this, um, they had a, uh, each one of them had a single 300 million cell dose of this thing that they're making. Now, see, these high-risk patients, which would put them in the older group, because those are the ones that face death. They're not younger patients. They're receiving treatment. Now, this is what I picked up on, Tower, from a plant-based therapy product. Huh. That's what the CNN report, a CBN report, said. So I went to the company, and the company is Region Health Solutions. And so I found that amazing. Now, Tower and I know about plant-based therapy. And we could tell you a thing about it. But we learned what we learned from several doctors, functional medicine, like Dr. Gundry, who is a world-renowned heart surgeon who happens to have several patents. And he learned it while he was working on heart surgeries. And uh, he found out that he could put people on these plant-based therapies and they could live on this. And, and instead of uh, using it as a serum, he could just have them eat the products. And uh, he says, well, I can operate on you and give you uh, a bypass and do all this other stuff, or I can put you on this diet and you'll be free within six months. I think it was. Um, well, I think and so improvement, improvement. Yeah. It's, within six weeks, they've seen improvement, but yeah, six months is probably fair to say. Well, I'm talking about, uh, you know, in my own case, uh, it took probably uh, over what a year. Yeah. How long did that? Probably about a year. You know, and and it was all plant-based functional medicine. Uh, but at any rate, so when they start talking about this, I find this interesting that they're attacking this COVID. And when it first came out, the World Health Organization, including a lot of other voices, were telling America that we're going to have like 100 to 200,000 deaths. Now, that's what Trump was hearing right at the start, even from Fossey and Dr. Bricks, because that those are the figures they were looking at. Now, see, a lot of them were condemning them for that. But see, I pay attention. I've been listening to a lot of their stuff. And I remember them saying, both of them, Fossey and Bricks both, saying that the numbers they were given are too high. And so they had yeah. nothing to go by because nobody. And it comes to find out today, one of the guys that, 
that had been giving a lot of these figures, even the figures that CNN and a lot of others are using, is actually a guy that has been in trouble before. He is a Ph.D., and he does a lot of this, and he's not very good at it. He's gotten in trouble professionally from some of his other colleagues because of his his miscounts when he's figuring out the death of these things. Uh, so, you know, this is how this whole thing works. But the thing I like about Israel, Israel is almost always on the cutting edge of technology and development. You know it? Yes. And so, um, so they talk about a plant-based therapy and they treated them at three different Israeli medical centers and they treated patients with uh, allogenic placental expanded cells. So I don't know where they go from plant-based therapies to this placental, uh, this allogenic placental uh, particular thing. Um, hmm. And what they say of those allogenic, I can't even say the word, mesenchymal-like cells. I can't even say it. <laughs> and they have certain properties. Now, the meaning is is that they can induce the immune system, natural regulatory C T cells, and M2 macrophages. Now, uh, Gundry, Dr. Gundry, talks about T cells as well. And you're dealing at the very basic cellular level. Now, uh, and so if you look at your skin, you have a skin biome. If you look at your gut, you have a gut biome. And they have found out that your gut biome actually can affect your brain and the rest of your body. So you can actually get Alzheimer's by having a breakdown in the gut wall. And you can actually change uh, Alzheimer's and turn it back and reverse it. Now, this is what a lot of good doctors are talking about. Now, we are on Instagram. You can find us on Instagram. And the reason I tell you to find us is because I am following a lot of these doctors that are on there all the time, and they have their little videos. They also have, all have books they've written to tell various people how to go through and do these things. So, you know, when you're looking at it, uh, you're looking at an Israeli uh, company that is trying to do something uh, in a way that uh, is – can be tremendous because if they can do this, they can do it for others. I find this interesting. Yeah. I, it but, is really interesting about Israel. They're always on the front lines and always coming up with something. God has given them the knowledge that I think others don't have. Well, there's no doubt. I think I think God does bless. I mean, if if and I and I mean this not to mock. But the Jewish people, all of them, and we have a lot of Jewish people that are in Hollywood, and and uh, some of them are not very nice. They need to get nice. Yes, but uh, there's there, there's one thing about the Jews. Uh, uh, there's a number of them, different kinds. You can have religious, you can have conservative, ultra-conservative, and you can have secular. A lot of them in America that I've seen that I'm talking about have a lot of money. They're well-influential, and uh, they're secular Jews. But uh, the thing that all of them have is, is this blessing that comes out of Israel that comes from Abraham. Mm-hmm. Th- there is that. And, and even Paul talks of Israel 
being favored by the father that uh, there's that um, goodness that grace that's extended to Israel because of who they are in their history Uh, and so I have I mean if you look at the scientists and the developments in technology Intel came out of Israel I mean you're looking at you're looking at a group of people that always seem to discover stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They do. No matter what you want to call it, you know, they're there. And uh, so at any rate, you know, I, I think it's very, very possible to find a total cure for not just COVID and SARS, but for many of the other um horrendous diseases and stuff that have hit humanity. I think it's entirely possible with our sciences today. I believe that too. So at any rate, I do believe that, uh, and I thought this all along, I have felt from the beginning, I I knew that it was going to get quite bad when when, uh, uh, the Lord began dealing with me early one morning uh, that's before we even knew much about Wuhan uh, on yeah, a general we just, basis. We had just got the news that Wuhan had, it had just come out in the news when the Lord spoke to you early that morning. And, and as soon as I, I was spoke to, and I had seen it the previous day a little bit, but not much. We didn't know much and nobody knew much. And so early the next morning when I was seeking the Lord, the Lord told me that it was imperative for the church to stand up. Uh, And uh, that day uh, there was a pastor in Wuhan who said the Lord put it in his heart. He he has to stand up, and so the the Christians in in Wuhan began standing up. Now Wuhan is totally uh, pretty much clear from what I know right now. But throughout China, they began standing up, and then if we look in America, we're we're seeing the church stand up in a lot of other ways. So it is true that a lot of the church is beginning to stand up, and they're standing up in prayer, and. Uh, you know, CBN had a great cover spread of pictures of Christians, uh, and there were Christians alongside the road offering prayer. Uh, I seen another picture um, of cars, and uh, I'm trying to think exactly what they spelled, um, but it was really interesting. He is risen. They put it on, it looks like they're on, on a highway that's empty, or on a parking lot going into their church. And so they, all their cars from the air spells, he is risen. They did it on Easter. (laughs) You know, and so there's all kinds of people now standing up, you know, and, and we find them in California around the world, you know, before they would go to, you know, go to church and kind of, you know, well, let's get this over so we can go out to eat and stuff. And now there's another influence in there. And that is something dangerous is happening and we need to seek the Lord. And a lot of this, you know, there's always, and this is true. Whenever you have this 
this kind of thing happen, people usually take uh, take stock of where they are, and that and I mean where they are physically, where they are spiritually, uh, and where they are morally and everything else. They begin to think about these things, and so uh, the first that's time it happened, thing. huh? I said that's a good thing. It is, you know, and like I said, this is this is a good wake up call for the church yes, and the nations. But uh, you know, today though on Twitter and it's been that way, it's been just a dogfight. People um are getting up and you know, politicians like Pelosi and many others, I mean it's just dump on Trump, uh find fault wherever you can find it. Instead of working together, we, we find so much of this stuff. It's just hatred and vitriol. And I despise this stuff, absolutely. Um, and there's some of these people, I won't give them the time of day because of what they do and they continue to do it. Uh, I, I don't live my life like that. Uh, my life isn't based on Nancy Pelosi. It's not based on the Democrats. You know, so at any rate, this is interesting you know you look at all these different sides israel is coming forward and trump from the beginning began to talk about hydroxychloroquine and all he got was castigated for it and come to find out the doctors that have used it have gotten great results with it yeah and one democratic senator i believe she was a senator came out and in praise of trump because that she got COVID-19 and, and she was able to get that hydro, how do you say that? Hydrochloroquine? Hydroxy, yeah, hydroxychloroquine. Okay. And so, and she was healed. And so she was, she, she praised Trump for that. So that well, was she it. had a hard, she had a hard time getting it. This was in the beginning, but right. uh, I was, I was listening to a little segment uh, where they were talking about how fast um, the FDA worked on getting uh, all the things they needed out of there, like hydroxychloroquine and other things. And the guy that was involved with the, uh, in that whole process said uh, Trump called the FDA. He says, we, we needed it. And uh, he called him and he says, we had it shortly. And uh, he That's he good. opened up the way for this to be be used, and he did. Uh, and that's why they could use it on a full scale, because the FDA approved it uh, because of, of Trump stepping in. So there there is no doubt that there's a lot of things happening. But instead of finding fault, why can't you just give somebody a break here? Oh, I know. It would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Yeah, just give them a break. You know, the Bible talks about if you don't give mercy, you won't find mercy. That's if right. you seek mercy for God, you better walk in a merciful manner. Because God isn't going to give mercy to someone who doesn't know what mercy is and doesn't to forgive and doesn't do these things. Now, if you want to repent, he'll forgive you. But that's that's the whole issue. So there's no doubt about it that the morality meter and how you're going to act in society is something that you need to monitor in your life and in your family. 
You need to draw nigh to the to the Lord. You need to walk in a manner like it says in First John one: walk in the light as He is in the light, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's because you have fellowship with Him. You have to walk like He walked in mercy and truth. So at any rate, we're going to move on from COVID. Uh, are you ready on the India thing? Yes, this is uh, comes to us from Morningstar News out of Hyderabad, or Hyderabad, India. It's about a young family. The Kama is 30, the father, and his wife is 26, and they have two young children, ages three and six. And um, they live in a village um, of animus. And he was an animist at one time, and that's they worship gods of their tribal religion. And they came to his house one night and threatened him, and they said they were going to kill the family. And then they attacked him. And they, um, the mother was able to save her children from the attackers, and they couldn't stop the attackers from beating Kama. And so they... Uh, he refused to re- renounce his renounce Jesus, and they just kept beating him. And then the next day, they went back to his house and beat him so bad that he went in. He fell into a coma. The neighbors said that he was dead. They got him to a hospital, and uh, that's where the doctors told him that he had. Um, in a coma and they didn't know if he would ever regain consciousness <coughs> excuse me but by God's grace he regained he regained consciousness after nearly one and a half days but the doctors insisted that he must be hospitalized for a week and um, by the time they got back home most of their belongings which the assailants had thrown out because they were missing and they wanted them to leave the village. So they threw out all their food supplies and other belongings. And when they got back, the mud had piled up on the food grains that were thrown out. And so she's, because of this COVID-19, the family is unable to go out and work. And so she's out there gathering the food grains that she can and washing them off and eating. That's what the family is eating. They uh, make sure they have food for the children and they eat the camera and his wife just eat once a day. And the women, when she goes to draw water, the women try to stop her from getting water. They throw her pots aside and fill her theirs first, and she just stands patiently waiting for them. And she said, the women look and spit and turn their faces when I pass. They hate us. And so these animists are being horrible to them and trying to kill them or run them out of the village. So we really need to pray for them because this you see this all over India where the people are not be able to get food supplies because they are Christians. And so we ask that you would really pray for these families and people in India and Nigeria. 
And India is ranked 10th on the Christian organization Open Doors uh, 2020 World Watch List. They're number 10. They're in the top 10 of the worst the countries that are persecuting Christians. And they shouldn't be there because Modi and Trump, you know, are, are buddies and uh, India presents itself as, as one of the world's largest democracies, but it's actually a nationalist country for Hindu, Hindu nationalism, because his party, the BJP, is connected to the Hindu nationalists. And the Hindu nationalists, a number of years ago, when the BJP came to power, Christian leaders in India were were warning the world that persecution would come as a result of the BJP. And that's exactly what happened. We reported on that long before uh, this, uh, you know, any of this really, really got to the level it is now. Now it's at a point of ridiculous stage, you know, uh, but... You know, and there, there are so many things in India that that these people have to face. It's just unconscionable. Now, um, w- we do have connections to a group that um, is a ministry that gets into parts of India. India is a big place, and they do distribute some food there and stuff. But the the needs are so big, so huge. And no major scale help is available for a lot of these Christian families. And just the animus, the Hindus themselves treat them like that. The animus, you know, they're basically pagan. And uh, so, you know, this is where you're at in India. It's a big mission field. And, of course, our connections to India go back over over two decades when we first started talking to people from India. Uh, one, one story that came out that we hadn't talked about in a long time was Cuba. I was yeah. surprised to see that Cuba came in. Now, I don't know if because there's just not enough people. There is a Cuban, a young man, by the last name is Suarez. He has reported for non-state media outlets in Cuba since 2014, and he covers human rights and freedom of religion. Uh, and uh, he also covers the imprisonment of a husband and wife pastoral team, Ramon Regal and Adaya Exposito. Uh, and in 2019, they were arrested for homeschooling their children, which, if you know anything about Cuba, Cuba educates uh, your children. So, I mean, you can't do anything outside of what they say. Um, and so the bottom line of it is when you talk about this young man that happens to be um, uh, reporting all this stuff, they don't want to hear it. So a Cuban official comes along and uh, warns the family. In this case, uh, Suarez is 29 year old. And so the, uh, the captain, the dude in charge of everything talked to the mother and warned her. And uh, he told him, you don't know what a dungeon is or what it is to have a patrol in front of your house. 
um, the office of the prosecutor and minors can intervene. And uh, so the problem that you have is the family has this this 29-year-old, but there's also a kid, a two-year-old son that they can take into custody. Um, That's horrible. Well, their civil law in Cuba says that both parents or one of them will lose custody over their children when they are convicted as a sanction for a final sentence issued in a criminal proceedings. And uh, the kid told Morningstar News that um, he told he was told of the penal code that he qualified for for the crime of um, mercenarianism. Well, we know what a mercenary is, but he's no mercenary. He's a reporter. But see, when you get over in these Marxist states, now see. Um, Sanders is a Marxist. He tries to tell you that he's not a Marxist, but they're all Marxists. Uh, You know, China, communist China, you have Russia that has their own brand of uh, social communism or socialism. And you have Cuba, you had Argentina and many others. These come out of the original teachings of Marx, Marxism. And they use different forms of it. It's still Marxism. And it's still no good. And That's right. So Cuba, you know, I mean, here's a young man that all he wanted to do is report, and uh, he'd get paid a little bit for it, to, but see, Cuba don't like it. And th- that's really where you're at. If you're in Iran, if you're in Cuba, if you're even in Russia today or China, you can get in a lot of trouble because they're all Marxist in some form. They're very, very controlling. So at any rate, remember Cuba. Cuba is not out of the woods. They don't have a lot of stories coming out of there, probably because it's so close and, and uh, there, you know, there's just not much news coming out of there. Uh, when Castro, Fidel was in there, you know, he was just uh, always in the news for some reason. Yeah, he was, but we don't hear much out of Cuba anymore. No, you don't. Well, at any rate, we got uh, four minutes left and just a couple of things. One thing that we've noticed, Tower, with the COVID and the covering of COVID in America, and that is the First Amendment attack. Right. Violation of people's rights. Now, Barr has been investigating this and taking action with the DOJ. And he's made the news every day. And he is looking into cases where governors are going too far. Now, one example is in Virginia. Now, Virginia, you know, uh, Governor Northam, um, if you, for instance, uh, police were summoned to the Lighthouse Fellowship, They had 16 people in it, and the place held 293. Wow. But they still got in trouble, and the charge is violating the Order 55, which is a penalty of a year in jail or a $2,500 fine. 
Now, see, they have no right to do that. Nevertheless, what happened was the police officers went into the church. And they went in there like, you know, no big deal. But when they looked at the people, and they weren't six feet apart, they went back out and brought in the others, and they busted them all. Oh, wow. Now, I have seen some things. Some of them were fined in various other places, and I don't know if this is the one or not, but they were fined, some of them, uh, in, in another case where the police did that, $500. Now, the thing of it is, is that... A lot of these cops, now we have seen where they have taken down license plates. There was another story where they were putting nails down in parking lots to keep the the people from driving in. And see, a lot of these things are absolutely evil, wicked tactics by cops. And this is stuff that shouldn't be going on. But see... I encourage you to read the article that I did this week because I, I talk about a lot of these kind of things in it and the repercussions and what it's like living in America as opposed to other places. And uh, But in all of this, the church is rising up. Now, see, the good thing about this, the church is fighting back legally. We have people. Now, see, Obama, uh, the Obama administration wouldn't do a thing. Because we saw what he did in eight years. He would never do anything. But the Trump administration, along with Pence and Barr, Pompano, and Trump himself, all give quarter to the rights of Christians in this country. So remember that. Yeah. we got to get out of here. We do. Okay. Well, good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We pray for your safety and your well-being. And that God blesses you richly. Look to him in all of this. Do not be distressed. He is our God and our helper right early. He is. And we and we, we love you and we pray for you and we'll make it through this. Good well, night, folks, everybody. go... Go by our websites, warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warn Radio.